0: The following is a presentation of the Belly Sports Media Network. You're listening to the
1: Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. Let's go!
0: Hello, world. Welcome into this week's episode of the Sports Scramble Podcast. I'm your host, Chet, speaking to the whole world. I've got Tyler and Wade with me, my co-hosts. And the fourth one, Jacob, a little update. He's not just ditching us. He's playing TPC Sawgrass, so he's a little busy. that's fair. (laughs) Yeah, I would have ditched y'all, too, if I had the opportunity to play TPC Sawgrass tonight. Uh, But he's going to film some some holes for us so we can see how his game's going. But Wade, Tyler, how y'all doing? Well, you know, I never
2: had back pain and never reported back pain, but I'm still good.
0: (laughs) Okay, Jonathan Taylor, he wants out of Indianapolis. We'll get to that one. But Tyler, good good to hear your back's not hurting. Wait, I I bet your back's hurting, Mr. Cowboy over there.
1: A lot of uh, horseback riding, so maybe the horse's backs are hurting from having to withstand Freddie. You know what? Um, (laughs) (laughs) So no, it was fun. We uh, did a little ranch life. This past week and didn't keep tabs on the sports world. Of course, we're in the middle of the MLB trade deadline. So usually I'm glued to Twitter. So it was actually kind of. Well, glued to, F- therapeutic X, to not, be not glued to Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> it is not X. It's still Twitter on X. my phone. I haven't updated it. Oh, mine automatically updated yeah, today. Mine no, is
0: just, just a X. X. Black background, so, white X. Yeah, Feels I don't weird, know I, how I feel about it.
1: It. It's still blue with the little bird, but then if I click on a tweet to expand it or an X or whatever, it brings me to Safari, and then it shows the new platform. So I've seen both. I think I'll keep it how it is for now.
0: So what are we going to call them now if we can't call them tweets? We call them
1: a, an X message. An x ex, uh, Excerpts? Can we call them <laughs>
0: excerpts? Or uh Tyler, an X-rated tweet, all flag them. It's not safe for work. Every tweet we send. I think it still is Twitter.
1: <laughs> it's just no more bird.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought Elon Musk might have been communicating with aliens. That's why he had a big X on top of the headquarters. But turns out he was changing everything. Uh but Wade, do you you know you were out there riding horses and apparently fell in love with a new sport? Why don't you tell the folks about it?
1: Like, uh... <laughs> yes, uh when we got home from our travels i put on espn because elise and i fell asleep on the couch and i woke up to slam ball which is a bunch of former college basketball players high school basketball players playing basketball on a regulation court but the paint is a trampoline and oh my gosh those guys get up so high in the air and then the slam comes into Affect two ways slam dunks and then slamming the crap out of each other (laughs) when they're driving towards the basket uh yes this is a reboot of the original league as chet mentioned to me before we went on the air uh me and my buddy chase jasso used to uh replicate this on the trampoline at my house but it is like actually a league again for the first time in 15 years so
0: yeah, I used to do that as a kid in the backyard with trampoline. I actually broke my younger cousin's ankle. Got him with a double bounce, and uh, yeah. it was That all is a foul there. in the league. But, yeah, so uh, it, you know, it was a rough, rough slam ball. But Tyler, you mentioned you should do it at the trampoline parks. And you know, if I ever find myself at a trampoline park again, they might arrest me because I won't have a kid with me, but I will be partaking in slam ball.
1: We have a new oh. one here in Baton Rouge, so y'all can come in for a game and we can go play slam ball on Sunday.
0: And speaking of Baton Rouge, does Zydeco changed their logo. Wait, Tyler, you. how are you feeling about it? Better. I mean, We're still, warming up to it. It's,
2: it's getting there. You know, I would, it still needs some improvement. You know, I feel like there's definitely other better logos in the Federal Prospect Leagues at the Mississippi Seawolves. That's the best logo in the league, and that's no, no bias, bias at huh? all. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like Louisiana logo to me yeah, at all. it's, it's pretty generic. Very Microsoft wordish. ish
1: Although... You know, One caveat is all of the gear is going to be made by Bayou Apparel, which is a printing company here in Baton Rouge. So that'll be kind of cool because we'll actually get, you know, custom apparel, fishing shirts, polos. It won't just be something from custom ink. So
0: that's that's one thing I'm looking
1: forward to. But yeah, the logo, it could still use work, but uh, I think it's good. They just went ahead and nipped it in the bud there at the beginning after the public outcry.
0: Well, you know, we might have to uh, – Tyler and I have been uh, messing with some of the, uh, you know, Photoshop, as you will, Canva, of dabbling. Tyler's been creating great thumbnails, so maybe we can uh, come up with the new logo for the Zydeco and send it over to them and see what they think. But you just add some uh, music notes or something. Well, I mean, you got to put like a for I mean – Zydeco is a weird name anyway. I understand it's like a music of the I mean, city. The only thing really is that is that logo is the red stick.
2: That's about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the consensus is still people want the red sticks. I have a feeling there was some sort of copyright issue, and this is what they went with. I just, yeah, I think it just needs a little touch of Louisiana. You know, throw a Florida a, crawfish Lee, a music note, a crawfish, something on there. I don't know. <laughs>
0: They might as well just call themselves the Tigers and just used shoes logo at this point. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, speaking of Baton Rouge, speaking of college football talk, let's get right on into it. Because I have a poll for the two of you and for our listeners if, or viewers. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and the little bell so you know when we go live. Uh, but we've got uh, some news from this weekend. Ohio State tight end Cade Stover um he says that his his dream is to have his nil deals paid in tractors he's got a deal with ag pro farming is his uh number one love in life and i think they're working on a tractor deal so my question to the two of y'all is uh what would be your dream nil deal uh besides cold hard cash uh, that was my first thought uh but if you could get paid in anything you want what would it be let's start with you tyler
2: Well, since Jacob's on here, I'm going to give his answer. It would just be anything that has to do with either Canes or Chick-fil-A. If you just (laughs) give that man a lot of chicken tenders for every touchdown that he scores, then he will take it. Uh, But no, I think that it would have to be either like a Fanatics or an Academy. I'm a guy that loves my sports apparel, and I would just want everything on this site. If I had like a lot of money, I would just buy Fanatics. (laughs) itself probably of how much stuff i buy for that uh so i had a you know you had a similar question i think about a year ago uh surrounding this nil so the answer ain't changing it's either fanatics or academy for me but since you know we're sponsored by fanatics i'm going to give the fanatics a
0: shout out there you go neil put his comment in the chat dr pepper no surprise there neil dr pepper for sure Wait, what you got? Yeah,
1: he wants Bud Light.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Wade?
1: No, he's more of a Paradise Park guy. Um, I think we did have this question a year ago, and I'm still myself. So why not Jersey Mike's for lunch every single day? I'm not even kidding. I probably wouldn't get tired of it because I could alternate between the cheese steaks that Chet put me on and my number nine club. So yeah, I think I could make it happen uh pretty much do that anyways with Jimmy Johns which is inferior to Jersey Mike's but it's like a block from right. my office so I mean Jimmy, Jimmy Johns
2: is inferior
0: I I mean I have it's a It's one Jimmy of the John's worst stuff a I've a, had. uh Tyler you don't good. Good. I'm going to mute your mic here Tyler this is a discussion between I Ray think and the, and I. the best
2: one is obviously nukes and nothing's going to be Yeah it. but you can't call That takes like an hour
0: you can't call nukes a sandwich shop like that. I mean, it's not a fast food. I know a lot of people long.
2: eat firehouse, but Firehouse is one of my favorites.
0: I like Firehouse, but I do like not Firehouse as prevalent. Um, I mean it's very far away from me. I have started to have Jersey Mike's because it's right outside my neighborhood now. Um and it's I like it. It's a little on the pricier side. It though. is expensive. I mean, That's
1: why yeah, you need the NIL deal. It is.
0: Yeah. Yep. But, there you go. My heart belongs to Jimmy John's. It used to be the Subway chopped salad until these fools stopped chopping the salad. I'd ask for a chop salad. They started salad. slicing meat instead. No, what they would do is they would hand me a bowl of lettuce <laughs> with the chicken just plopped on top of it. So here you go. And I <laughs> looked at the probably, guy. Man. This was back at LSU. I looked at the guy and I said, look, man can you chop it? He goes, we don't do that anymore. I said, you ain't got a knife back there that you can cut it up for me? He said, here's a knife, and he handed it to me, and I cut it myself, and then he warmed it up. I was like, are you serious? Like, you can't just do this? But uh, I think I, think I like Jimmy John's more than Jersey Mike's, Um, if I'm being honest. I like the Italian. I guess they're both Italian, but I like the Jimmy way more than the Mike's way. Um, My NIL deal, I was talking with Tyler about this. I was like, I'm trying to be you know, think if I were a football player, then what I really want, unlimited golf balls. But I guess if I'm thinking of from my standpoint right now, it would definitely be uh, it would be Costco. I want to be sponsored mm. by Costco. Yeah, that's a good get one. Free, that's that is that's free access on to anything groceries Costco. and everything. Well, you, you start with the, the Costco, the Kirkland golf balls. Those are in my favorite go. top tier right there. Um, you got to, you got protein shakes at Costco. You got rotisserie chickens i get my dog food at costco so boom free dog food for life it's uh i get my work I,
1: pants at costco
0: <laughs> boom there you go i can get you some clothes i mean, costco has got sneaky good deals man they got this i don't know if y'all ever had true fru. um the normal true fruit is like a frozen snack this they got like air fried true fru at costco that is the bomb so next time you got costco look for it uh, but yeah our viewers, if you want a Costco deal, we'll, uh, we'll see what we can do for you. But um, someone that's not going to have to worry about going to Costco because it will get all this stuff and it makes plenty of money is going to be Mr. Arch Manning. Uh, his trading card just auctioned off for over $100,000. Uh, Tyler, you put this one in the little notes for us. What do you see on this?
2: Yeah, it's just crazy that this this hype is getting, you know. He, he was good at Newman and all, but, you know, Newman High School played probably not the competition that he's about to face. Uh, and what's going to be the last year of Big 12, he's not even going to start. It's going to be Quinn Ewers' year. I think that it would not surprise me if, like, he just transfers and just gives up on Texas itself. I, I just don't really buy in the hype of Archman right now. I think that the hype that he's getting is because of his last name. I, I don't think that he's going to be as good as, you know, Peyton Manning or Archie Manning or any of those people. I I, I just think that, you know, he has a three-star by his name. He's not like a five-star like Peyton or, or Eli was. I just think that he's just going to be a bust. So, that's just me, though. Uh, Quinn Ewers
0: is a sophomore or a junior? I think he's a... Uh,
1: technically a junior. Yeah. Think okay. But he redshirted, red-shirted it. Yeah, because yeah. he
0: was like 17 when he went to he Ohio He skipped his senior
1: year of high school. That's yeah. right. So, so, he's only 20.
0: He's
2: I mean, got, got a lot of the but years But he's left.
0: draft eligible. He's draft
1: me. eligible, and he's – yeah, I mean, it'll be an interesting pro prospect. I would imagine he goes pro after this year and that Manning at least gets his chance at taking the job going into next spring. But I think well, there's if, a lot that could, would have to happen.
0: If I'm Quinn Ewers and I have a pretty decent year – now, granted, this quarterback class is pretty heavy, uh, or I guess you could say next year's quarterback class – is pretty heavy. But if I'm Quinn years and I have a pretty good year in the big 12, I'm going to see what I can do in the draft because I am, it's not going to translate to the sec. I'm sure he's a good quarterback, but your defensive uh, adjustments you're going to have to make. There are going to be a world's difference. You just say, see you later, Texas. I'm going to go make some money, take it all on arch. And he's probably going to get his butt kicked at sec. That's just, that's my opinion. I'm with you, Tyler. I think the last name carries all the hype, but we may be wrong. He may win the Heisman next yeah. year. Who knows? I mean that's uh he proves of... wrong, so be it. I yeah, take we'll go.
1: <laughs> I think that Texas is better prepared for the SEC in 2024
0: than Oklahoma. I agree. I, I agree with that one. Thanks. I mean, we
1: saw the last
2: time Oklahoma faced the SEC team what happened. Yeah, and I think I mean,
1: that they just they're out of coming out of their prime, and I think they completely do deserve a bid to the SEC. I mean, it's a very good program dating back to the nineties. Um but I do think that they're kind of in a downswing at the moment heading into the SEC.
0: I think if uh Lincoln Riley stayed their coach, it'd be a different situation. Um, I think his coaching style probably would have worked in the SEC, but I don't know about all uh, what's his name? Um, from Clemson
1: Brent Venables,
0: yeah, that's, that's Mr. like neon orange hat that he always wore. Um, <laughs> uh, but We'll see. We'll, we'll find out next year, but for the time being, Texas and Oklahoma are going to try to win the Big 12, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. Now we're looking at the Pac-12 um, going over on the West Coast. I've got all the teams here for you, and we're going to do the same thing as last week. We're going to hit a little uh, over-under. I'm going to read you their record from last year and get you a little uh, some notes I took on the teams, and we'll see what y'all think. So We'll start it off. And uh, in Los Angeles, UCLA last year in 2022, they went nine for four. Um, little notes I got here: their starting quarterback DTR is gone. Did he get drafted?
1: Yeah, yep. he was on the Browns. Mm-hmm. Really?
0: Wow. Yeah. Did he get drafted like late? I don't. I don't even remember. Yeah, I think him like the sixth him. round. Okay. Huh. Um, so they got a freshman QB coming in, true freshman, and their defense sucks. So. The over-under for this coming year is set at eight and a half. Um, Tyler, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I don't think this is going to be the team that we're so used to seeing the past couple of years uh, with DTR. They also lost uh, Zach Charbonnet. He's now uh, on the Seahawks. uh, So they're not only going to have to replace their starting quarterback, uh, but also uh, their running back, too. Like you mentioned, their their defense uh, was one of the worst – The Pac 12, that's usually how it goes with Chip Kelly. He, he, you know, he recruits a lot of offense but doesn't really recruit a lot of defense. Uh, So, I think that the Pac 12 was more of a top heavy uh conference like the ACC. So, I think that this is going to be a middle of the pack of the road. I think I'll still give them six wins. I think that they're gonna still beat, you know, wash, you know, not Washington State, you know, those teams like that at the bottom uh, of the Pac 12, maybe even Colorado. Uh, so, I'll give them the six and six. I'll stick with the six and six trend from last week. All right. So, you're
0: giving them the underweight, eight and a half. What you got?
1: Yeah, I think it's under, but I'll go with a more promising eight and four for this bunch. I mean, like okay. Tyler said, there's not a lot of talent at the bottom of the Pac 12 this year. And I think UCLA is good enough to kind of be in that middle tier, but I think it's going to be all Oregon, Utah, and USC.
0: Okay. I like yet again. It. I like it. Yeah, I'm going with the under too. I mean, freshman quarterback, defensive woes. Chip Kelly, yeah, I mean, he's an offensive guy and clearly doesn't recruit uh, any defensive players. So I'm going with the under on that one. Um, let's go Arizona State, uh, three and nine in 2022. I wrote big time overhaul, very bad. So over under set as at five. What do we got, Tyler?
2: Yeah, this is going to be another tough year. Uh, no, I mean, this they're still recovering from the Herbert Edwards uh, being fired. Uh, they don't really have a quarterback. Uh, Emory Jones uh, tried his luck at it, and he didn't really do a good job uh, last year. I think that this is just a program uh, in a really wrong direction. Uh, so I think that I'll give them four wins. I think they get one more win than they did last year. Uh, but other than that, it's not going to be a very good year for
0: the Sun Devils. Oh, sucks to suck. Good thing we got Jaden Daniels. Wait, what's he got?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think four wins is appropriate for this bunch. Uh, the two Arizona schools are going to be interesting to keep an eye on with the alignment. Um, you know, I don't think the pedigree is there for them to join the SEC or the Big Ten or anything like that. Uh, probably not even the Big Twelve. So, just where those two programs are right now, they could be looking at accepting a Mountain West bid, which would be pretty bad for uh, yeah. for the program. Well, you mentioned the
0: realignment. Uh, apparently, I just saw on the X first before we joined, started the show, uh, there has been a calling of the big guns at Arizona tomorrow, a secret meeting. Uh, some people think they may be pushing to join the Big 12. I don't know if the Big 12 is going to have them because our next team on the chopping block is Arizona, who went 5-7 and seven last year. Their over-under is set at five and a half. Uh, they are returning their QB from last year uh three years ago they went one and eleven last year they went five and seven uh and so we'll see if maybe they can go six and six so tyler five and a half over under
2: Five and a half. Let's go over. I'm mean, gonna okay. I mean been getting two down on these Pac-12 teams. Yeah. I need to show them more all the of, show more <laughs> of them support. I think with an experienced quarterback uh, coming back, that's definitely gonna help. I think that they're definitely young, talented defense uh, is there. I, I think that all the hype is around Colorado. I'm sure we'll get to them in a few minutes. Uh, but I think that, you know, if Arizona potentially going to the Big 12, I think that they'll have a, a very good as one. I'll give them seven wins. I think they go seven and five. Seven
0: wins. Okay, so yep. they go from one and eleven to five and seven <laughs> and seventy-five. Wait, are you yeah,
1: that optimistic? surprise. Uh, I got what them going five, five and seven, seven again. <laughs> five and seven again. Okay. <laughs> but I, I do think that probably these two schools are big enough and they have good enough athletic departments as a whole in basketball and, and baseball that and some of the the women's sports as well. That um, I do think these two would make sense for the the Big Twelve, That's because right. then you kind of tie in Arizona and Utah geography, uh, Colorado. The
0: well, they got a very good. They have a very good softball team, and I mean, you look at Oklahoma, who's won the past like two national championships in softball out of the Big Twelve. I'm sure they'd love to have that come in. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, once it gets Colorado, the other team that's leaving the Pac-12, they'll be joining the Big Twelve in 2024. Um, they went last year one and eleven. Uh, <laughs> and they're over under a set at three. Yikes. But three? it's Dion time, it's yes, three. It's prime oh, time Dion Sanders, new head coach. So uh, I think he gets to keep both his legs, so he'll be on the sidelines. Um, the name of the game for Colorado in the offseason was the transfer portal. Now I lost a lot of players in the transfer portal, but they gained a good bit. Of course, you got the number one, uh, potentially number one player in the future with Travis Hunter, the wide receiver cornerback duo. I think he, I mean, number one player. Yeah, if he went to somewhere like Alabama or Florida State, like he was supposed to, but uh, went to Jackson State now at Colorado. I think it'll kind of be overlooked there. Uh, but you do have Shadur Sanders. Uh, that's Deion's son, right? Yep. A yes. little nepotism going on there. Um, he's probably going to be the starting quarterback at Colorado. Uh, but the issue isn't the offense, it's uh, the defense. Last year they gave up a whopping 44 and a half points per game, so uh, over under set at three. Tyler, does prime time right the ship in Colorado? I mean, I'm here. very
2: surprised it's that low of a number, especially with all the hype uh, that they're getting, uh, especially with Shadir Sanders being their quarterback and then Travis Hunter. I, I think it's definitely going to be interesting how you know Dion coaches at the next level you go from a you know hbcu now to you know it's not really like the the Pac 12 school that you know it's not like an oregon it's not like the big 12 school (laughs)
0: Uh,
2: oh yeah it's about to be a big 12 school you're right uh but yeah the defense is definitely concerning i think that the offense will be able to score there's you know not many really good defenses uh you know you have uh washington and utah those are the probably the top two i'm not buying all these people on our network that they're gonna like win the the Pac-12 and go nine and three and all that. I'm going to nah, give them five nah. wins. I think they missed out on a bowl win, but I think it's a step in the right direction. So hit me with the over.
0: Okay, I mean, I'm I'm looking at the other teams. I see a win against Stanford. They also play a win TCU, against, Nebraska. Yeah, they're probably a win against Arizona State. I mean, you could probably chalk one up for California. There's three wins right there. There you go. Wait, over under three wins.
1: I'll give them the over, but uh, not by much. I think they go four and eight, which would okay. be a a Three win improvement for this bunch. Um, and yeah, I think that Dion probably was a big proponent for the the push to the Big 12, kind of fits his recruiting style and play style better. But, um, all of a sudden, the Big 12 (laughs) goes from not having 12 teams to like 20. What was that? Uh,
2: Colorado and Nebraska should have never left the Big 12.
1: Yeah,
0: well, yeah,
2: they're making a push to I would love to go back back to Nebraska. You let them come back.
0: Nebraska would make more sense than Arizona. Arizona. Not,
2: I mean, but... <laughs> the geography is all over the place with that. I mean, I'll just wait to that whenever we yeah. get to the
0: Big 12. So uh let's look at uh, Washington. Let's go up there on the go. up and up. They went 11-2 and last year. They're over under is set as nine. Uh, of course, they'll have Penix Jr. returning. I uh, believe this is his junior season, maybe his senior season. Um, I think he's he's been
1: there about 10 years. Yeah, I mean, he is. (laughs) At
0: Indiana, uh,
2: now Washington.
0: Yeah, he's definitely one of the more highly touted quarterbacks around the nation. Um, One issue is they do have three new starters on the offensive line, so there's going to be some kinks to work through at the beginning of the season. Um, Their secondary last year was their hamstring of the defense. But they get Oregon and Utah State at home, so over under nine wins. I mean, that might be enough to win the division there. Wade, what do you think?
1: I think they go over. I like Washington a lot as a surprise team. Um, And the the Pac-12, I think that they're going to be behind Oregon in in the preseason polls. Um, And I think the Pac-12 has gone to just playing the top two teams in their conference championship. So it doesn't matter that USC is down there in the the south per se. Um, I think it's going to be a three-team race between USC, Washington, and Oregon, and then of course Utah can always make some noise. They're a very veteran bunch, but yeah, I think Washington should easily replicate what they did last year uh, as a 10 or an 11 win team.
0: Okay, Tyler.
2: Yeah, I'm very high on Michael Penix this year. I think that he's one of my Heisman favorites uh, going into the season. He had an absolute insane uh, fresh, not freshman debut season. The Huskies last year throwing for over 4,000 yards. I think that this defense is going to be the best in the Pac-12. You know, USC, their main hunch is going to be their high-powered offense but the lack of defense. Uh, you know, Alex Grinch uh, just doesn't want to change up his defensive system uh, for the best of the team. Uh, so I think that's going to hurt them. Like you mentioned, they do get Oregon and Utah at, uh, at home. Uh, so I think that this is an easy over. I think that's either an undefeated team or an 11-1 team. I think that undefeated. they're going to be right up there, uh, you know, maybe – carrying the torch for the Pac-12 into the playoff.
0: Well, last year, the Pac-12 was just beating up on each other, so nobody got in the playoff. We'll see if Washington can pull it out. Uh, Let's go cross-state to Washington State. Um, The Apples, whatever they're called. Yeah, Apple Cup. (laughs) uh, Seven and six last year. They're over under set at six and a half, which is kind of surprising to me. They've got their quarterback, Cam Ward, returning. He threw for over 3,200 yards last year, 23 touchdowns. Uh, But they are not returning a lot of offensive linemen or wide receivers. Kind of a whole new specialist group there. So six and a half, Tyler. What do you think?
2: Uh, yeah, this is definitely – Washington State's always those team that you don't really want to play. You know, they almost uh, upset uh, Oregon uh, last year. a scrappy year. team. Yeah, they're a very scrappy team uh, every year. And then, you know, their quarterback play, you're, they're always, you know, getting really good quarterback play. You know, Gardner Minshew, and then they had – uh to too. Uh, so I, I think that this is going to be a team that's going to at least get one or two upsets on their schedule. But I think that this is going to be a six and six team. They're going to be a 500 team uh, like UCLA. Okay.
0: Wait, you agree with him or you think he's an idiot?
1: <laughs> of course not. Call me John. out. Uh I'll give him an extra win, a bonus win seven and five. Okay. Uh, I think that this team has bounced back and found their identity from being a Mike Leach Air Raid team to sort of a Mike Leach Air Raid team. Uh, Cam Ward is probably going to be amongst the nation's leader in passing yards. Uh, he was the nation's leader in passing yards at the FCS level for another Air Raid team. So I think uh, year two in the system should be a pretty good one for him.
0: Ward knows how to sling them out
1: like Ward's pizzas.
0: So let's get down to the bottom of the pack uh, from last year, Stanford. Uh, they did more studying of the notebooks and they did the playbook. They went three and nine. They're over under is set as three. And my notes on Stanford Stanford are just rebuild. Uh, they might as well just scrap the football team at this point. Tyler, <laughs> what do you got?
2: Yeah. Stanford is not the Stanford that we're so used to, uh, you know, the days of them no, being are. at the top with the organs of the world. I think it's over, uh, especially with a, a new coaching staff that's slowly starting to rebuild this program. I think that, Still a couple of years away. I'm going to give them the push. I think they still get three wins in this in this conference.
0: Okay, wait. You think they get three?
1: Yeah, I think three sounds about right. And uh, just a side note, this is the most interesting team to me in the uh, the realignment. I mean, I can't see the Big Ten taking Stanford as a standalone team. But if for some reason, what we think of of the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. Were to kind of converge and Washington and Oregon come over as well, I think Stanford would get the nod. But uh, this team's program, you know, has a lot of prestige and they're really good at a lot of other sports beyond like golf, football. But the football baseball. team then isn't good enough.
0: Yeah, the uh, you know they got basically mini Tiger Woods walking around over there, and of course the baseball team just barely missed out on Omaha. Uh, or no, they made Omaha. They didn't. Make Te- it Omaha, Texas, Texas they missed out on Omaha. <laughs> yeah. Um, They went, oh, and barbecue uh, down there in Omaha. So, yeah, three. I mean, it seems like an easy number, but that's all they got last year. So, Um, let's move back up. Utah. Uh, They went 10-4 and last year. Their over-under is set at 8.5, which I think is primarily due to Cam rising. He's returning off the torn ACL. Uh, Not really – he tore it in the Rose Bowl. So, not really sure. I mean, is he going to be there to start the season? How – you know is he going to have that pep in his step um uh, they did have one of the better defenses last year and they're projected to have the top defense this year in the pack 12 so uh eight and a half tyler what you think
2: i think it would be an easy over you know if we knew the health of cam rising you know it right. happened so late in january uh in the rose bowl it happened again it feels like every rose bowl game that he plays in he gets hurt and it just sucked uh, i think that even though that, if even if he does miss some games, this Utah defense that will carry the load, uh, that game one is going to be it once again for them. They can't lose to Florida, especially at home in an environment like that. Uh, so that's going to definitely be a huge uh, momentum shifter for them. I think that this is still, you know, they do have a tough road trip, uh, to, to Boston. Uh,
0: do they play USC again this year, or do they skip out on them? Um, I'm not sure, but uh, that's what Google's for.
2: Well, the, even so, I think that this is a 9 win team. I think that Cam Bryson will probably be ready to go, I would say, like week four or week five. And after that, I think that this Utah team uh, is going to give it their best shot, uh, along with, uh, you know, Washington uh, and USC. Because Utah, you know, they have one of the best head coaches in my mind. You know, Kyle Lindham doesn't get the love that everybody else is getting in this conference. Uh, so I think that Utah... They're definitely one of my favorite teams to watch. So I think that this is still going to be a very good ball club. So you mean the over with the nine wins.
0: Okay, yeah. And they do play USC in uh, mid-October. So right when they're playing that playoff push. Uh, looks like we lost Wade. Uh, I think there's some bad weather moving through. He was
2: through too the- scared of Utah. Yes,
0: yes. He did not want to give his take on that one. Uh, Well, I'll give mine. I'm going to say the under because i think the injury to cam rising so late yeah. in the game is really going to be uh it's going to be an issue for them. um i I'm, I'm looking at their their schedule right now is it at the end, no at the end of the 22, 22 2022 season i forgot they beat southern utah 73 to 7 <laughs> or, i'm sorry at the beginning of the season so uh but i mean yeah Took they got their up,
2: anger after they lost to florida
0: yeah, I mean they they open up with Florida, um, and they uh, oh we got it we got an update from from Wade his Wi Fi did cut out so we'll we'll make mm. do with him while he's gone. Um, yeah, they open up with Florida. Uh, they got UCLA at home. Um, they play on the road at USC. They got Oregon at home. Uh, and Then they they finish the season with Arizona and Colorado. So a little little easy into the schedule there. Um, let's get to California. Uh, they went four and eight last year. They're over-under set at four and a half. Uh, but Tyler, they're returning 10 defensive starters. They've got the TCU transfer at quarterback, Sam Jackson, the fifth. I mean, if he's the fifth, he's gonna be damn good. So uh what do you think? Four and a half. Do they get it done?
2: I think they do. I think that they get uh, five wins. Like Washington State, I feel like Cal is always one of those pesky teams. There's just so many pesky teams. you know. Like I mentioned, this is a top-heavy conference, but Cal returning uh, starters on both sides of the ball definitely gives me confidence. Uh, I think that they definitely get some wins against the Stanfords, uh, maybe even get an upset against Colorado, put them uh, over that six win. But I think that they get just one win short of getting the bowl game. So give me the over, though, with the
0: five wins. Okay, well, while we wait on Wade to get back, we're gonna go into the big the horn. screen mode. <laughs> yes, around the horn. So, um, four and a half. I think the defense is gonna win them a lot of these games. I mean, ten guys coming back—that's that's, that's yeah. pretty much unheard of. So, give me the over on Cal- uh, California. Uh, we got three teams left. Let's start with Oregon State. Ten and three last year. Over under set at eight. Uh, they have. Oh man, I wish Wade was here to hear me pronounce this guy's last name. <laughs> Transferring from oh, Clemson, God. DJ, Just say DJU, DJU. I was going to say ukulele. Uh, <laughs> he is uh, planning to be their starting quarterback uh, starting next year. They did, or starting in a few weeks. Um, they lost their top linebacker, Omar Spates, to LSU. So thanks for him, uh, <laughs> Tyler. Oregon State at eight. What's your over under there?
2: Yeah, I think that Oregon State was definitely one of the surprises uh, last year, the, their Pac-12. I think that their defense uh, was right up there with, with the top. You know, losing Omar, Omar Spates, that was their MVP, their defense. That's definitely going to be a big loss. Uh, but I think that they recruited well, used the transfer portal. I think that everybody's saying that is going to start, but Ben Goldbergson really had a nice uh, end to the season, especially uh, in the bowl game against the Florida defense. I know that Florida's defense in, isn't the best uh, in the country, uh, but – I think that you know they got ten wins last year. I think that they're going to be right up there once again. I'll give them the nine. I think that this is going to be one of my favorite teams. I know that Jacob, if he was on the show, he would also give them the over. I'm sure that whenever we get to this on coast to coast, Oregon State's going to be one of our dark horses to take this conference. I think that they have one of the bright minded head coaches in this conference,
0: so I think that they once again have a nice season. Okay, uh, DJU, I saw a lot from them last year at Clemson. I'm giving a them lot the of picks. under. Yes, a lot of picks. I'm giving them the under uh, going into next season. Uh, to round out the Pac-12, let's go USC. Finished last year 11-3, and three, barely missed the playoffs. They're over-under set at 9.5. Of course, we all know Caleb Williams is returning, reigning Heisman quarterback. Uh, but the defense is the big issue. They might be able to outscore you, but the other teams can score just as many points. So, Tyler, 9.5, what's your pick?
2: Yeah, I think that this offense is definitely capable of going to the playoff, but this defense has to improve if, if Lincoln Riley wants to, to lead his team to the promised land. You know, Caleb Williams, we know who he's going to be. He doesn't even have to play this season. He's going to be the number one overall draft pick, and it's not going to be any questions that. Uh, I think that losing Jordan Addison, you're definitely going to have to have another wide receiver step up. I think that it's, that's going to happen. Uh, but I think that Washington and USC will ultimately be the two representatives uh, going to Vegas. Uh, and playing each other for the Pac-12 uh, championship and could potentially be a semi-final, quote-unquote semi-final, the winner gets into the playoff. Uh, so I'm yeah, going to give yeah. USC an undefeated season. I think that oh. they get it done. I think that they go 12-0, and and Washington uh, goes 11-1, and, and they meet up uh, in the Pac-12 championship.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm going to take the over on USC. I mean, I saw enough from Caleb Williams last year to pick the opposite of DJU. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the man's a problem. Like you said, he might – I mean, he could just not play this year. He's going to get taken number one. So, I'm going over on them. Last team, Oregon, went 10-3 and three last year. They're over-under set at nine and a half. Um Bo Nix returning as the quarterback for, I believe, his senior season. They have four new offensive linemen, which is going to hurt, but they got seven guys back on the defensive side of the ball. So, nine and a half. Tyler. What you think?
2: Yeah, I think that Bo Nix uh, was definitely the story going into to last season coming from Auburn, how he's going to do in this really air raid style because Auburn doesn't really do that. They're more of a pro style offense and, and Oregon is uh, spread you out offense. I think that their defense, uh, you know, without one of their top linebackers, they're going to have to replace some key guys on the defensive side of ball. But I think that they're going to be a little bit better uh, than Utah. I think that I'm going to give them 10 wins. Uh, like I mentioned, this is going to be a top-heavy uh, conference. I, it just feels like there's like four or five teams that are separating from the pack. Uh, but I think that Oregon is definitely fired up. I think that USC is also fired up. Cale Williams already said it. He, you know, that loss to Utah was it was definitely embarrassing. And then that two-lane yep, loss didn't yep. help either. Uh, so I think that Oregon's going to be right up there. I think that they barely, you know, end up short going to Vegas.
0: Okay, I'm giving him the under. I'm going with uh, eight wins on the under. season. And we've got Wade back. He got his Wi-Fi Just bill paid. in time paid. for the Ducks? <laughs> yes, got, got that Wi-Fi bill uh, direct deposit sent over <laughs> to cops. Um,
1: this Wade. is the Verizon account, baby. This is okay. the uh, the 5G.
0: <laughs> oh, there we go. He's upgraded. We him. had a bit of a
1: storm here in uh, yeah. Baton Rouge.
0: Gotcha. So we uh, were rounding out the Pac-12. Oregon, nine and a half wins. What you got?
1: I like Oregon a lot. I think it honestly will come down to the Oregon and Washington game to me who plays USC. So uh, I I think they get the 10 wins, but I think that based on a tiebreaker, it'll be Washington and USC. So I think Washington, Oregon, USC all get to 10 wins, uh, but okay. it'll be Washington and USC.
0: Well, there you go. I was about to ask who's y'all's conference championship matchup. Tyler said Washington USC. Wait, said go. Washington and USC. Alike. I'm going to say... Don't um, say Colorado. <laughs> no, I think... This- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Washington State and what USC. <laughs> okay. Out of All nowhere. Right. The facts will give us something a little bit. So Oregon's going to get shipped
1: sugars. to the Mountain West.
0: Yes, so uh, Neilio says Utah and USC. We First already saw that already. We need. To I was New gonna, face. I was gonna say Utah, but I also picked them to get under uh, their overall wins. I picked them at eight because I didn't think uh, Mister Rising was going to be 100 percent healthy this. Hey, season. you
1: can't uh, discount Bo Nix though. I mean, that is you true. missed
0: DJU talking about him too.
1: Yeah, oh, DJ
0: yeah. Ukulele. Uh,
1: what was the back over, over there?
0: Uh, that one is eight. Uh, eight. I think the under. Yes.
2: Did you not watch a single Oregon State game last year?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: they were good, but they downgraded at quarterback. <laughs> yeah. No, they did. Well, they he might not the even same be the guy, Ben
2: Golperson. He's going to be the starter. DJ U's going to sit and rot the bench.
1: All right. Probably. So, well, he's gonna be playing I'll give him Yeah, I, I do remember them being good last year. They whooped Florida in the Las Vegas. They did. No. <laughs> I'll i think give them uh, stuff. Not very hard to do
0: that nowadays. <laughs> no, it's not. So. Uh well I mean that's 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 our Pac-12 I think that wraps up our season uh previews for no conference. we still the Big 12 <laughs> oh my goodness the big man twenty how, baby the how big, many teams uh,
2: they won 14
0: they're gonna have to go to the Big 14 I mean we're gonna have to dedicate a whole show to that one I mean golly how many teams they got over there if we uh, already
1: don't take geography into account can we at least take numbers into account with these names and I know, like right? yeah the Big Ten is no <laughs> to well, be the Big well,
0: 16. We'll talk about the rumors of teams joining the Big 12 next week when we break it down. I mean, of course, Colorado's already committed to it, but they want one more team. So uh, be thinking about who you think is going to join. With that, let's get into our next segment, favorite segment of the week. Who got that dog in them? Who got that dog in them? Tyler? We'll let you start it off. Who got that dog
2: I was going to go with a team because they were on a winning streak, but I just looked and they're losing to the Cincinnati Reds. So I'm not going to go with them. I'm going to go <laughs> with Shohei Otani. It feels like, wow, what a stock. you're picking Shohei, But after the doubleheader that he had against Detroit, he threw a complete game shutout with going nine innings and then t- hit two nukes and then go to the weekend. And then his first pitch off Kevin Gossman sends one out. And uh, it's definitely going to be interesting him now that off the market, he's going to be with the angels. So, Los Angeles is all in for the playoffs. We'll see if they can do it.
0: Uh, if he keeps playing the way he does, I think it said he had 39 run, bad, run solo runs batted in, which was like two days ago, so he's probably at 40 now. Um, and he had 41 runs batted in of his teammates. So that's a crazy stat. Uh, Wade, who got that dog in him for you?
1: All right. I'm going to go with a football coach that y'all just talked about, his team. I'm going to go with Dan Lanning of Oregon for his comments today about the potential exit, or I guess the confirmed exit now of Colorado to the Big 12. A reporter asked him what his thoughts were on Colorado leaving. And he said, bluntly, what have they done in our conference? Have they won anything? Let me check. It. No. <laughs> so no impact at all. Okay. Well, so I mean, Uh Doesn't really have anything to lose there. No love lost. Uh, Deion Sanders is going to have one awkward year in the Pac-12, and then it's off to the Big 12. Yeah. Who knows?
0: It it makes sense from Deion's standpoint to get the heck out of Dodge. Um, My pick uh, is Mr. Lee Hodges, who was the most recent PGA Tour winner of the 3M Open. He won the first PGA Tour event that he's ever won. Shot 24 under for the weekend – for the week. Uh, second place was 17 under one by seven strokes. Largest margin of victory since 2020. So Lee Hodges, you got that dog in you. I mean, he, you know, he was nervous coming down the stretch and he just was lights out. I mean, 24 under is absolutely insane. So Tyler, you mentioned um, Shohei Otani staying with mm-hmm. the Angels confirmed. He's not going anywhere. Uh, trade. Deadline is tomorrow. Of course, it's August thirty or Ju- July thirty first. Right now, trade deadline's August first. We had some other big news. Max Scherzer was traded to Wade's Rangers. Wade, are you excited?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's a good move for the Rangers. I'm glad that they're going all in. Uh, this whole division's going all in. Really, um, the Astros will probably acquire Verlander or someone tomorrow, and then. Uh, it's good to see the Angels giving it their all. I mean, this is the last season they're going to have Shohei Ohtani, it seems. I think the only chance they have at keeping them is if they do make a playoff push. I agree. And uh, they throw a lot of money at him. So good for them. Mike Trout's not even healthy yet, and they're already on a win streak. So crazy things could happen. But to me, the AL East is just too good. And it would be hard for me to see the Blue Jays, who have been one of the better teams since the All-Star break, missing the playoffs. And I think we already know the Orioles and the uh, Tampa Bay Rays are going to gonna make it. So it's really going to be a fight between the Angels, the Astros, and the Rangers. And I think two of the three will make it. But one team will be on the outside looking in.
0: So uh, Scherzer is the only pitcher to pitch for three teams and make over $15 million a year. I mean, he was with uh, – now he's with the Rangers, previously the Mets. And remind me of that first team, Ty Tigers. Tigers. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's pretty crazy there. Um, that that that's that Tyler, is there anybody that you think is on the trade block before tomorrow?
2: I agree with Wade. I think that Justin Verlander is going to go back to Houston. I think that Houston, you know, we sees love here. sees what the Rangers are doing and be like, uh, nope, this is still our division, buddy. I think yeah. that uh, they, you know, the Astros now that they have Jordan Alvarez and Jose Altuve back in the lineup, it, it just feels like they're they're, they're going to be playing how they they should have been playing this whole entire season. You know injuries, you know on the pitching staff, and then in their one through nine uh, lineup. So I I think that Justin Verlander to the Astros just makes too much sense. I mean the Mets they're pretty much out of the NL East race, uh, being 18 and a half games back. They already got rid of Scherzer, they got rid of Degrom uh, in, in the off season. Uh, so would not be surprised if we see Verlander go to h town.
1: How cool would that be to see them go from being teammates? <laughs> to competing for like a wild card spot or a division title. And nobody saw this coming with how much money the Mets put into this team. Yep. Uh, <laughs> pretty disappointing for them. They're just offloading everything now. Uh I mean, it's
0: it, this is the time to make a push. I I am rooting hard for the Angels to make it to the playoffs cuz I want to see Mike Trout in October. Yep. Slamming nukes and Shohei Otani pitching like complete games and just hitting four home runs a game. I think it would be awesome for the sport. So, you better hope the
1: Tampa Bay Rays just fall off the face of the earth yeah. and That's the blue choice.
0: Well, we'll see. Crazier things have happened. Um, let's get into uh, what everybody's been waiting for fantasy football corner from our fantasy football expert, Mr. Tyler. And he's got a surprise for us this week, Tyler. Why don't you tell us what it is while I pull up the slideshow?
1: Yeah, we're not going to draft here. running backs in our our league we're just going to sprinkle a handful of them to every team at the end and it's just luck of the draw that's a surprise
0: there you go
2: not quite <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> i figured uh that you know it's the year 2023 2022 uh in this all season in the fantasy football corner i was just given you know the basics of the, the top five breakout players uh so i think it's time that we spice it up and talk more about draft strategies because i think that's a lot of the question marks uh, that need to be answered so what i did was i hopped on espn and i went through all of our draft orders so you know jacob's at the 107 chet's at the 102 i'm at the 103 and wade of course won the toilet bowl championship so he's at the 101 so This is for an eight-league team. I know that a lot of people don't play an eight-league team, but I feel like every YouTube video, it's either a 10-team or a 12-team. So I want to give the people some love who played eight-team league. So here we go. Let's. All right, I know that Jacob's not here, but whenever he gets back from playing one of the greatest courses uh, in the world at TBC Sawgrass, he's going to be able to watch this video. So what I did was I did through a mock draft. It's an eight-team PPR and the first around pick, uh, he's been mentioning that he's been wanting to go Travis Kelsey uh, tied
0: in. Not if I take him at number two. So oh, shut up now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we already talked about this last week. Uh, but uh, th- this spot, uh, I, I either thought about going Bijan John Robinson, uh, the running back of the Falcons, but he told me that he's not really too high on that. Uh, so I, I, I was going in the mindset of who Jacob would pick, and it just feels that, He likes to take a little bit of risk here. It's not really much of a risk, especially the seventh overall pick, you know, getting Travis Kelsey, like I mentioned last week, he's just a fantasy cheat code and especially in PPR, he's going to get all the target shares and he's going to get all the touchdowns. So we're going to start off with a tight end build. It's usually what I don't uh, really like to do. I would like to go either a wide receiver or running back to start, Uh, but let's go ahead and see what the rest of the build looks like. So. Round number two, I went with Tyree Kill. He, uh, yeah,
0: he's, he's already set to win the championship. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> I had Ty some
2: Hill. idiots in the mock draft that didn't even pick Tyree Kill. They went a lot of running backs, which uh, I also don't uh, really want to do uh, this year either. Uh, but Tyree Kill, wide receiver of the Dolphins, I was really hyped this man up. I think that your top three receivers are, are Chase, uh, Jefferson, and Cup. I think that Tyree Kill – I think uh, with healthy, even with a healthy tour or not, I think that he has the, that advantage uh, with his elite-level speed. Uh, so I think that getting one of the best tight ends and getting one of the best wide receivers is what you want. So let's go on now to round number three. We got, we got to get some running backs at some point. We can't just go no RVs this whole entire draft. So I went with Tony Pollard, the running back of the Cowboys. Uh, I'm very high on Tony Pollard heading into the season. He's one of those guys that's not, you know, either having that quote-unquote back pain or not getting paid this off season. <laughs> so, I think he's going to be one of the safer running backs uh, to pick and get him in round three is an absolute steal. I think he's going to finish in the top ten as a fantasy running back. And going at round number four is Brees Hall. Uh, Jacob has talked very highly on him, so he I figured why not give him to me? I know that he's coming off of a torn ACL, but this just offense is ready to explode. I know that Aaron Rodgers, we talked about him last week. I know that he's not the Aaron Rodgers that we know, but he's definitely better than what Zach Wilson and Mike White provided for them. Uh, So I think that having Brees Hall, I think that in the PPR league, you got to have the mindset of, not only do you want a running back that can catch, uh, you know, to run the ball, but you also want some pass catching running backs. So Brees Hall, is definitely one of them. So finishing out Jacob's uh, draft, Debo Samuel, the wide receiver out of San Francisco, had a little bit of a drop-off in the 2022 season, but dealt with some injuries. Uh, I'm hearing some good things about Brock Purdy. It sounded like he's going to be ready to go for this season. So that's uh, definitely buying more of the 49ers offense. Uh, So Debo Samuel can do it all. Uh, so this is uh, Jacob's uh, first uh, five picks from the so, one hundred and seven.
0: Let's let's discuss this. Yeah, what go ahead morons and this, were drafting in the mock draft that you were doing? That he's at the seventh pick. He's got Travis Kelsey, Tyree
1: Kill. Tony well, it's a snake Collins, draft, so Tyree still going.
2: You're pretty
0: much at the tenth anyway. overall.
1: Is not unreal.
0: Yeah, it's, that's. I mean, he, the team is stacked. I mean, it if is. I was Jacob might be thrilled with it. That's um, why. Well, what
1: you see here is you should wait on running backs. Stack exactly. up on pass catchers. I mean,
0: exactly. I mean, yeah. you look look at Tyreek Hill's face. He doesn't look thrilled that he's on <laughs> Jacob's team, but uh, everybody else <laughs> looks pretty happy. So I
2: try to fit all of them in. Okay, I can only get their headshots.
0: <laughs> he does not look happy. All uh, right, Travis Kelsey looks happy, but he's swinging at, at teammates at, at, at practice. So I saw that out.
2: already starting to. <laughs> Be the baddie of the Chiefs. Training. You know,
1: I, I want to take Travis Kelsey at the number one overall so bad, just to get the positional hierarchy for you, you guys. You should, but it's going to be the year very he collapses risky. if I do it.
0: Uh, I mean, he—they don't have wide receiver one this year. I mean, he—he he basically is playing wide receiver, and he's—he's he's Patrick Mahomes' best friend. I mean, they're butt it buddies basically on the advantage. field, so. I'd take him at number one, Wade. If I'm you, the problem it, is is
1: I'm going to be looking at Debo Samuel at pick number 20 as my wide receiver. Yeah, one. Yeah,
2: I wouldn't. That's the only thing I would like. I really was on the fence of of having Debo Samuel as your wide receiver, too. That would be the only question mark about this. But other than this, this would be a
0: phenomenal team. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd take Debo. I mean, he brought he, yeah, he mean, that much. No matter well. if he's healthy. All right, I'm let's, five, get yeah. team. let's get to your team here, Tyler. All right,
2: let's get to mine. Pick number three. I have no idea who I'm going to pick, but for this one, I decided to go running back because y'all two boys are probably going to go with the top two wide receivers. I'm on the fence either between one of the top running backs or either Cooper cup. I still want to wait a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, if Matthew Stafford's ready to go, then I'm probably going to go with my guy, Cooper cup. Last time I had him, he won me the league. So, but going to go with Christian McCaffrey, the running back of the 49ers injuries. It happens to the running backs. Not even concern for me uh, anymore. Uh, McCaffrey, I think that the only concern is that Elijah Mitchell, uh, if, if he's healthy and ready to go, I think that Kyle Shanahan loves to run split running backs for some odd reason. He does it every year. Uh, but I think that Christian McCaffrey, uh, he is like an elite uh, fantasy tight end, especially at the PPR. So in this uh, little experiment, I just started off with CMC. Let's go on to round number two. This is a guy that I love to draft. And mock drafts is Amon Ra, St. Brown. I am all in on the Lions, like I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. I think that the Lions and the Vikings will be the top two teams, and this Lions offense is about to explode. I think that you saw the potential of Amon Ra last season. I think that Amon Ra is going to be an elite level. He's definitely going early around, you know, where Garrett Wilson, all those uh, running uh, wide receivers are going. uh, So I think that Amon Ra is definitely a steal. And round number two, going to round number three, I went with A.J. Brown, the wide receiver of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's your pick and choose of Eagles receivers. Either you get Smitty or you go with A.J. Brown. Uh, but it just feels like A.J. Brown is going to give you that consistent, you know, targets uh, every every week uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. And then round number four is a guy who I've been drafting a lot also is Ramondre Stevenson, of the running back of the Patriots. Now this could change. Say Leonard Fournette or Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, goes to the Patriots, then I'm going to back off uh, and probably not take Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, So definitely keep an eye on that if you're trying to go for Ramondre Stevenson. Round five, Chris Olave. This guy is going to be an absolute ball hawk for the Saints. I think that Michael Thomas is now going to be the wide receiver too. I think Olave is going to be Derek Carr's favorite target. I think that you saw his potential, uh, what he could do in his rookie season. And, you know, whenever – Andy Dalton Jameis Winston was the quarterback. I think that with Derek Carr in that system, his second year in the offense with Pete Carmichael, Chris Olave is about to explode in fantasy. So thoughts on the second team?
1: Uh, Really good value here, Tyler. Yeah. (laughs) With Olave and A.J. Brown. Um, I like the A.J. Brown pick
0: over Devontae Smith because I feel like Smith is more of a streaky kind of – game guys he's 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 that deep ball guy now he might catch one a game and that gives you a bunch of points but aj brown's they're you know he's he's their their they're uh, high volume target guy there so i like that one over over Devonte smith
2: all right chet time for you to be all ears it's it's uh your turn at the 102 I'll and see why
0: i drafted number two
2: round number one is jamar chase farb's like here with the bingo I'm not even concerned about the Joe Burrow injury. This man's going to be ready to go. He's an absolute warrior to society. The doctors can say what they want, but that man's going to be like, I don't care. Put me on the field, and I'm going to throw it to my guy a lot of times. I think that, you know, I I think that T. Higgins behind him, he's solid, but he's not as good as Jamar Chase. I think that Chase, you could have any argument for him taking at pick number one overall, right along there with Justin Jefferson. I think it's going to be neck and neck. Between those two, round number two, I also picked Amon Ross St. Brown in this one as well. So there's going to be some duplicate players. These were different mock drafts. This is a guy that I love, yada, yada, yada. It's pretty much the same. But round three, this is the guy you need on your team, Nick Chubb. He is Mr. Consistent. And guess who's no longer there? Kareem Hunt. So no one's going to be taking – it's going to be the Nick Chubb show uh, going forward. I think that Cleveland Browns offense – with a healthy Deshaun Watson, he's there in that full system. I think that the Browns' offense is going to uh, take uh, some leaps uh, in Deshaun Watson's second year there. So I am drafting all of Nick Chubb, especially in round number three. That's definitely the value I want at running back. And round number four, also like this guy, the running back position, Aaron Jones. I think that the Packers' offense has a lot of question marks surrounding it. Uh, but I think that this is going to be a team uh, that likes to run the football. I think that Aaron Jones – He's also a consistent fantasy running back. I think that a lot of people have question marks about the running backs. Where can I get the upside? But why not just go with the two safest running backs in all fantasy with Nick Chubb and Aaron Jones? And to finish it out, round number five, Devontae Smith, wide receiver of the Eagles. And this is about the only question mark I have. You know, when you get to the wide receiver build, you go receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver near the term, uh, but you get a guy like Devontae Smith in round number five. Olave a lot I was gonna go Olave here, but he got sniped right in front of me. So I just ah. for Devontae Smith. Uh, but I do think that, you know, AJ Brown, it's he's the number one, but it's not really too far behind that Devontae Smith is the number two. So that is your team from the one oh two.
0: Yeah, I mean if if Chris Olave is sitting there in round five, I'm definitely taking him over Smith. Uh Ahmaud's, uh St. Brown, He, I had him last year, loved him. Um, he's a big target uh, for Jared Goff. One guy, I, mean, I don't know if Garrett Wilson is going to slip around too, but that's somebody I've definitely got my eyes he on. He's uh, right of course, on there.
2: I, I could either win with him or Amon Ra.
0: Yeah. Of course, everybody's got a chub for Nick Chubb. Uh, if he's sitting there around three, got to take him. And then Aaron Jones, I mean, he's burnt me in the past, but maybe yes, I have to Yes, he forgive burns me guy.
1: every year. Yeah, yep. so we'll
0: see. <laughs> Uh, Let's see what Wade's got at number one. Yes.
2: Here goes. Freddie Pick, number one overall. Justin Jefferson, wide receiver. Shocker. Of the Vikings. No shocker at all. It feels like every mock draft that I've done this offseason, Jefferson is gone. I've seen some people take CMC, number one. I could definitely see that scenario. I think that a lot of people still love to go running back in the first round. Probably not you guys after what happened to y'all last year, uh, but I think Justin Jefferson uh, is one of the elite-level wide receivers. Uh, I think that he could potentially break some records uh, this season. Uh, so not only went with one wide receiver, but since you had back-to-back picks, I went with C.D. Lamb, it. the wide receiver of the Cowboys. You know,
1: If he's there at uh, 20, I will 100% do this. Or whatever. It is, <laughs> I
2: figured you would. Uh, so I went with C.D. Lamb. I mean, they did add Brandon Cooks. So that's definitely going to be a, a lot better for Dak. Yeah, who cares? Have Definitely a better target, but who cares? C.D. Lamb is their guy. So I think that without Dalton Schultz there, all the targets are going to go to this man, and CeeDee Lamb is going to take off. And you're about to see two more duplicates at the running back position. You're going to see where my head is sinking at these drafts, Nick Chubb and Ramondre Stevenson. Like I mentioned, uh, Nick Chubb, Mr. Consistent, Ramondre Stevenson, I think that without you know a running back signing there, that's his backfield. No more Damian Harris there to take his goal line carries away from him. He's also a very talented pass catching back too. And to round out your round five, let's go QB, baby. Joey B.
1: Dude, wow! take the keys. I'm going to draft my team. Here's the keys <laughs> to my franchise.
2: There you go. So that is uh, drafting from the 107, <laughs> 103, 102, and beyond. Well, yes, seven. I like
1: this team quite a bit. Uh, I do have Ramondre Stevenson in my dynasty team as well as Joe Burrow. Um And then I think that stacking wide receivers, picks one and two might be the way to go. Um, If you can get one of those tight ends, you know, in round two or three, and you've already established a running back position, I think you can do it. But I think what it shows is you could get a guy like Ramondre Stevenson, um, you know, maybe a Joe Mixon in round four, and still end up with two of the best wide receivers and potentially one of the top three tight ends.
2: Mm -hmm. So in conclusion, the strategy: get Don't your wide receivers back. early, and then get the value at the running back. That's your conclusion.
0: Yeah, I mean, I might not pick a running back until round ten. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> no, of course. Fantasy football corner. We're going to keep it up, keep it up every week. So make sure you subscribe on our YouTube channel to tune into our fantasy football experts' advice from Mister Tyler. We appreciate you doing this. Uh, maybe next week. I'm excited to see what you cook up with us. Maybe we got some sleeper picks. Q and A's.
2: Give y'all. You know, we're a month from the draft. Uh, Have any questions uh, for me? Bring them to the table. A month from
1: the draft. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and I'll answer
2: them.
0: Okay. Well, look. If you're watching, send us your questions. And also,
2: give. Yeah. Also, you know, we might you know do a Twitter uh, poll. If you have any questions, uh, we'll also answer that. We'll just do a big uh, Q and A on the corner next week.
0: Okay, I like it. I like it. So let's get to our NFL previews. We got the AFC West and NFC West. We're going to start in the AFC. Um, read out the teams for people that live under a rock like last week. Uh, we got the Chiefs coming in at minus 150 to win the division, of course, reigning Super Bowl champions. Uh, you got the Chargers at plus 325, the Broncos at plus 475, and the Raiders at plus 1200. So, Wade, out of those four teams, who is your pick to win?
1: We're not doing this again this year. It's the Chiefs. Oh. It's the Chiefs. It's the Chiefs.
0: <laughs> okay. Wade's going with the Chiefs at minus 150. Now, their over-under is 11 and a half. Mm. You on board with that?
1: Yeah. I mean, with 17 games now, that's 12 and 5. I think that's respectable. The AFC is going to be pretty good. Um Amongst the top 10 teams this year. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see the one seed at 12 and 5 or 13 and 4. I don't think we'll see anybody go like 15 and 2.
0: Okay. I like that over under 11 and a half because for the past five years with Patrick Mahomes as the starter for the Chiefs, they have won 12 or more games. So uh, that, that 12 mark is what he likes to see. Tyler, who's your pick to win the division?
2: Yeah, this is a division we hyped up so much last year. Oh, this is going to be one of the toughest divisions to pick. The Chargers are going to win the division. Hell to the no, that's not going to happen this year. I'm not doing this again. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. As long as he's there, the Chiefs are going to win the division. I do think that the Chargers offense, you know, Justin Herbert, he's going to have a better season this year. Their defense uh, will also keep him in. I think that the Chargers will be a playoff team. I think that the Broncos, the Sean Payton, I think that their offense will continue to, to elevate. I think they're still a couple of years away. Vegas with Jimmy G is probably the same way. But Chiefs, I think that they're going to hit the over. Like you mentioned, they're either going to get that 12 or 13 win mark. So you either give them the number one or number two seed. They're, they're just a dynasty. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, I'm going Chiefs to win it. It's like Tom Brady and Bill Belichick back in the day. I'm going Chiefs to win the division. Chargers at nine and a half wins. Tyler, what you think? I think they get, uh,
2: and you know, they got 10 last year. Uh, so I, I think that they get 10 again. I think that this is a 10 and seven team. Uh, like I mentioned, I think that their offense, you know, was dealt with injuries last year. You didn't have Mike Williams and Keaton Allen. If they are healthy. And you also added a guy like Quinn Johnston, uh, the rookie out of TCU. I think that this offense is just ready to explode and their, and their defense has some talent, uh, to get them back into the playoffs uh, and hopefully avenge that 27 and nothing, uh, blow out, uh, you know, they had that lead against Jacksonville and it ended up blowing it. Uh, so I think they, they get back to the playoffs and potentially make
0: some noise. Okay, Wade, what do you think? Nine and a half.
1: I like the Chargers to go 11-6 and six and getting second okay. in the division. I think that they are going to be one of the brighter teams in the NFL this year, but I do think that they'll go 0-2 against the Chiefs, and I think that will cost them the division. And, uh, yeah, I think the Chiefs will go 12 and 5. I think the Chargers go 11 and 6. So, not much of a difference between the two teams, but I think the Chiefs just have their number.
0: Okay. Well, fun fact about the Chargers since Justin Herbert has joined the team, they have gotten one more win since the previous season. They started at seven. They went eight. They went nine last year, 10. So, we're looking at potentially 11. I'm going over as well. Broncos, eight and a half. Sean Payton uh, defending his quarterback in the media. We'll get to that in a couple minutes. Uh, Tyler, what do you think? Is it yeah, time it, to ride in Denver country?
2: Uh, maybe not quite. Maybe in, <laughs> talk to me next year and we'll see if okay. there's, they're riding or not. I, I think that Russell Wilson under Sean Payton, I think that he's definitely going to have a better season. It's hard not to have a, you know improvement after last year. That's one of his worst uh, years of his career. I think that Jerry Judy is going to be that receiver that's going to elevate his game too. Uh, the defense uh, definitely has some talent. I think that they're a step behind the Chargers and the Chiefs. I'm going to give them the slide under. I think that this is a seven win team.
0: Okay. Wade, do you agree with them? Are you going with all Shawnee boy?
1: I think the offense is going to be a lot better just because of Sean Payton coming in. And I think that Russell Wilson does have some gas in the tank, but this is a tough division. And I think if they don't get off to a hot start, this team could have a very much lost season. Uh, I have them right at eight and nine. Um, I think that they could swing the other way and go nine and eight um, and potentially be a fringe playoff team. But I think they broke it up a little bit too much on the defense last year. They they traded away Bradley Chubb. Um, and I don't know if they resigned to their safety. Uh, don't Harris, change. but oh, anyways. They the
0: Chargers. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I think that they um, – yeah, I was thinking of – yeah. That's Richie James, or James, but um, Derwin James, but yeah, um, yeah, I think this team is kind of right around 500.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm going under as well. I'm going with Tyler at seven wins. Last team, Raiders, seven and a half. How are we feeling about Jimmy G in Las Vegas?
2: I mean, I feel like Jimmy G is one of those quarterbacks that San Francisco, you should have just stuck with him. Right? you know, yeah. they're just trying to throw him in the dumps, and I think that he's just a consistent and proven winner. I think that his health is the main concern. If he's able to stay healthy, I think that the Raiders' sneaky team uh, in this division, you know, the offense, you know, still has Devontae Adams. He's still one of the best wide receivers. He's probably, you know, getting down to, you know, not really in his prime years uh, anymore. You know, they added Jacoby Myers. And, you know, I think that their defense, uh, I think that they're still improving. Uh, so I think that they're still They're going to be one of those pesky teams, let's just say that. I've used that word so much in this, uh, but I think that they're going to fall just short. I think they they get right at
0: six wins. Wade, what you got?
1: I think that seems fair. I mean, I just don't think there's enough talent on this roster to be above any of the other three teams unless the Broncos just come out flat. But uh, I would assume they go 0-4 against uh, Los Angeles and Kansas City. So that's a tough Tough fight back from that. Uh, I think six wins is fair.
0: I think they get nine. I don't know why, but they're, they're in, they could they're be in a surprise Vegas. Team they're like yeah. gamble. gamble. So,
1: if Josh we'll Jacobs see. plays for them and they just run the football, I mean, you're really not that far off of the offense you were seeing in San Fran between Garoppolo and, and Jacobs. That's so, true. I mean, they're not flashy, but they could win some games like that.
0: Yeah, I think they get nine. Uh, Let's move on to the NFC West. Um, You got the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Rams, and the Cardinals. Let's start with the fan favorite, 49ers at minus 150 to win the division. Uh, Ten and a half over under. What you got, Tyler?
2: I think this is going to go over. uh, This is going to be the best defense uh, in the NFL, uh, once again, it feels like. I think their offense, you know, Brock Purdy, it's sounding more and more that he's going to be ready to go in week one. That's definitely huge news uh, for the 49ers offense. Uh, CMC definitely gets a full year. It's going to be year two in Kyle Shanahan's offense. And then Debo, if he's back and healthy. I think that this offense, you know, had some lumps uh, last season just because of the quarterback carousel So that was happening. So as long as their quarterback can stay healthy, this is going to be a good enough offense to win them 11 or 12 games. Because NFC is pretty weak this year. It's pretty much – Once again, the Eagles and 49ers, it feels like everyone else is just trying to catch them. Uh, So I feel like, you know, the NFC West, uh, I think that it's going to be a a down year for some of these teams once again. Uh, So I'm going to give them the over. I think that their defense gives them to 12 wins.
0: Okay, I like it. I mean, they're probably going to have one of the best defenses in the country this year. Uh, Wait, 10 and a half. Are you on the party train or are you not? You're not so much with them.
1: I'm on the 49ers, but I'm not on the Purdy train quite yet. I think that he's serviceable, but I think San Fran could be shopping for a quarterback again this draft, Uh, not at number three because they're not going to go get Trey Lance (laughs) or someone like that. But I think that I don't know if the quarterback of the future is on this team at the moment, but I think that defense is really, really solid. I think they get to 11 wins. And I think the NFC West – could be a surprising division um we'll get to that in a second with the seahawks and the the rams but uh definitely the leader of the pack right at 11 wins for me all right
0: let's get to the seahawks eight and a half wait over under all
1: right eight and a half i like it for nine maybe even 10 i think this team has too much talent on offense to not get over five hundred, and they bring back their leader on defense, Bobby Wagner, comes back yep, after a year yep. with the Rams. Uh, funny how that plays out. He thought he was going to chase the Super Bowl with the Rams because the, Seattle was over, and then it turns out a year later, Seattle's the, the team to push for a Super Bowl.
0: Yep. Uh, Legion of Boom maybe coming back. Tyler, what do you think? Eight and a half.
2: Legion of Boom is uh, slowly trying to get their swagger back. I think that their offense – I love Geno Smith. I think that he's going to continue, maybe even potentially get up into MVP conversation. I think that he can definitely get into that. Okay, Might okay. be drinking a little bit, a lot of the Geno Smith. Love him. <laughs> you you need the
0: Skittles up there, all right? I've been
2: you drafting this man as my backup every every mock draft in fantasy. Uh, so okay. I think that he's going to be that good. I think that this offense continues to improve. Uh, you know, some running back injuries with, with Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. Uh, we'll see if they're ready to go at the start. But, you know, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett leading the way. I think that this is going to be a 10-win team. I almost wanted to pick the Seahawks to win the division. I think that would have been too far. Uh, but I think that this is going to be
0: a playoff team. I think that Seattle gets back into the playoffs. Okay, I like it. Uh, Rams, six and a half. Tyler, you think Mr. Matthew Stafford uh, gets them over the hump.
2: I think it's totally dependent on Matthew Stafford if they're going to reach this or not because their defense is an absolute terrible. It feels like Aaron Donald is just like the only one there. And, you know, they got Leonard Floyd too, uh, but Jalen Ramsey no longer there. It just feels like their secondary is going to be, you know, it just feels like a team that's going to be uh, trailing. They're going to have to pass the football a lot. So Cooper Cup, if, if he's healthy, and Matthew Stafford, he's, if he's healthy and ready to go too, uh, so – uh i'm gonna give them uh i'm gonna give them six wins i think that this is gonna be a team that's still trying to find an identity i think that they could definitely surprise him if matthew stafford stays healthy they you know the whole season i could see this being a, an eight win or seven win team but right now if that still some question marks left to be answered i gotta give them the six
0: all right wait do you agree with them are you gonna call him out on his on his uh <laughs>
1: I'm definitely taking the over here, but I don't Ooh. know by how much. I think uh, just having Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup back alone, to me, equates seven wins. I mean, this team won the Super Bowl and had one of the best offenses in modern football just two years ago. Uh, they are amongst the Super Bowl contenders last year, this time of the year. So I, I don't think the talent has fallen off that much. Uh, yes, the defense does need to improve, but – i think this division is definitely up for the grabs this probably is the best quarterback play in the division and you got the best player in the division maybe outside of christian mccaffrey and cooper cup so i think they'll make a little bit of noise i think everybody's going to beat up on the cardinals i think they'll pull off some upsets does it propel them to like nine or ten wins we'll see but definitely sign me up for over seven
0: okay uh the Cardinals are at four and a half. I think uh I'm going under. Sounds like Wade's going under. Tyler's going under. So we're one, no, yeah, three, three and one, uh three, three and, and fourteen 12. for me. All right. Well we only have to talk about it. So to pick to win the NFC West. Tyler, who you got?
2: Uh I really want to go. My heart is saying Seahawks, but mine is saying 49ers. So since I gave him the 12 wins, give me the Niners.
0: Okay. Wade, who you got?
1: I'll take the 49ers. Uh I think they'll get the Double digits. I think the Rams and the Seahawks could fall just short.
0: Okay. I am going Seahawks to oh, my like division it. this year.
1: Um, so that's our
0: picks. Uh, we've made it through the complete. Yep, NFL. That's it. Yeah. So we'll just stick with it's NFL the only Big 12. Yeah. You got the Big 12 next week. I mean, shoot, we might as well just skip them. Who cares about the Big 12? Am I right? Texas is uh, you. It's yeah, their now, transition
1: we'll, year, anyways. We'll
0: talk about them next week. But that, that covers it for our, our NFL previews. Of course, we'll continue to bring you NFL news. And like we got here, uh Tyler mentioned at the beginning of the show, Jonathan Taylor's requested a trade from the Indianapolis Colts. Jim Ursay said, No way, Jose, you're not going anywhere. And then apparently the rumors were that he had back pain and that he was sore. And uh Jonathan Taylor said, Keep my damn name out of your mouth. Uh nothing's wrong with me, but I'm not playing. And then Zach Moss breaks his arm. So uh, I know. I was so
1: excited for Zach Moss. He's on my well, dynasty team. I was like, Yes. And then he broke his and, uh, So, the uh, I mean, <laughs> he's only out
0: for six weeks. I mean, uh, he'll probably miss like two or three weeks of regular season. he carry the football one the Besides, if Jonathan Taylor does not play, the only active person on the roster that has over 100 carries is Gardner Minshew. So, are we seeing Gardner Minshew running RV back won, running baby, in Indianapolis?
1: I think you're about to see Zeke take on the, the cornfields of uh, Indianapolis. <laughs> okay, well, we
2: just go back to our over-under in the Colts? Just give me the under. <laughs>
0: there you go. So mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott met with the Patriots this week. Uh, the stars are starting to align in New England, so that might not be an option. Please no. He, he might be. I don't want
2: that to happen. I'm so on Ramondre, and then Z gets there once again. Like, come on.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll see. I I like Ramondre. So I mean, Ramondre is well.
1: definitely the the better player. At yeah, the, but when yeah, you but bring in a, a guy like Steve.
0: I mean, Fournette
1: would be good. a bigger threat in my opinion because Fournette can catch passes as good as Ramondre. No, Bill
2: always loves to do both running I mean, the They're gonna
1: split volume, but I well, that's Ezekiel Elliott, <laughs> I mean Ezekiel Elliott couldn't punch a hole in a piece of paper with a hole puncher. I mean he's just <laughs> he's got no power.
0: Well I mean the issue is the split volume. Um yeah. you saw what Ramondre Stevenson could do last year with Damian Lewis there. And now his upside uh, goes down but, as Zeke signs. Exactly. So uh other NFL drama, um, which will probably be on Hard Knocks. I've been watching Hard Knocks on HBO lately with the nope. Jets. No, and I don't even think it's co- come out yet. So, uh, <laughs> but I will be watching it when it does. I need to catch up on the old ones now that I have HBO. Uh, Sean Payton calls out Nathaniel Hackett, offense coordinator of the Jets, says the Broncos' coaching job last year was one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL, Aaron Rodgers basically said, "Keep my," I think he did say word for word, "Keep my coach's name out of your damn mouth." um channel and will smith there i'm surprised he didn't smack them next time he sees them uh they play i think in week five so that should be interesting but to defend sean payton he was more just standing up for his quarterback i mean he's standing up for russell wilson what he said might have crossed the line in the coaching circles but i love it well preseason drama here. i mean now, he's not, not wrong but Rodgers yeah.
1: isn't wrong either that was
2: one of the yeah. worst coaching performances ever like, it's Russell Wilson. He just turns to one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. Yeah, I
0: mean, the whole like – There's
2: no way. Like, you go from Pete Carroll's offense to, like, loves to run the football first. So, I yeah. think
0: that's Sean Pitt. You're going to see a whole different Russell Wilson this year. I think you see the Russell Wilson of old. Um, I think they all got their heads screwed on straight. But I mean, Russell Wilson was calling plays from Seattle's playbook in the huddle. So, yeah. uh, it was very dysfunctional over there. Um, and routed out, of course, are – Favorite NFL player Joe Burrow went down with a calf strain at the beginning of the week. Uh, our hearts and prayers were with him. I've already called Cincinnati. They do not accept calf transplants. So I've got to keep mine. But I think all in all, he'll miss the preseason. He'll probably be back week one. Do you all agree with me on that one?
2: Well, yeah, if I, yeah. If I did through the mock draft and picked around five, he's going to be good to go.
0: I mean, if you watch the video of the injury, he was wearing a calf sleeve. So that tells me he might have been nursing a little previous injury. Maybe yeah. he was on a jet ski. Maybe well, if that's the case, then why is the he bottom. out there? Well, I think he just, he's a competitor. He wants to go out there and play. So um, He just Goody. tweaked it a little high calf sprain. He'll be fine. I mean, give him some ice. Give him some crawfish, some Dan. You know, give him some Louisiana 11 up in Cincinnati. Uh, a little rest, a Little maybe some Call of Duty, some Madden he'll be playing. No, don't like, give him Call of
2: Duty. Look, just look at Kyler. Uh,
0: that's true. Got to keep that away from him. Uh, but he also was announced he'll be in season two of quarterback. Uh, and- I'm excited for that. I haven't finished season one yet because let's be oh. real. Marcus Mariota is a drag. Um, Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins, and then Patrick hey. Mahomes thinks he's super thug when he really isn't. So it's a very interesting dynamic. I like
2: Kirk Cousins as uh, quarterback. I like this story.
0: Oh, I know. I do like the Kirk Cousins story. He's just—I mean—he's Kirk Cousins. Like it's not—it's not the star oh, player. Yeah. Um, I guess you have Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, but I don't know. Wait, have you? I'm very surprised Cousins
1: is on there. I, I, well,
2: they wanted I like an elite Mariotta's quarterback, on. a mid-level quarterback, and a low tier. I guess Burrow is going to be the elite. So yeah, um, I mean, who do you think the other two are? Yes,
1: but Baker then Jamar Parker? tweeted out, "Don't believe everything you see on Twitter." So I don't know. they
2: reached out to like Lamar. Yeah, Lamar I think be no. Baker being on there. I want Baker Mayfield on there. That would be uh, interesting.
0: I would like to see Baker Joe. I mean, Baker and... would be
2: would he, would he be the mid? I guess he would be the low tier. So we need a
0: mid. Um, Derek um, Carr. I guess. <laughs> I mean, that'd be pretty interesting. Stafford. To see. His Ooh, house Matt looks Staff- really cool. Stafford That's Stafford. That would be, uh, or, or maybe like maybe, uh, Kyler, Kyler Murray, has no chance. Franchise, yeah. Uh, well, we saw Marcus Mariota just leave halfway through the season, so True. who knows? Yeah. Um, let, all right, so last, last couple things to wrap up the show, we're almost at an hour and a half. Uh, U.S. women's national team will be taking on Portugal at uh, in about 2 six hours at 2 a.m. Uh, so. Go women. Set your uh, alarms. Yeah, I uh, I might have to get nope. to replay of that one. Yeah, uh, or
2: just look at ESPN.
0: Yeah, if, if they win this one, they'll win Group E and advance. Yeah, well, if they tie, I think they they go on. Okay, so
2: as long as Netherlands actually, yeah, it would probably be better for them to just win. The goal right. difference right now is plus three. The Netherlands has uh, plus one, so it, it just okay. be better to win it and get it. Uh, you know, like an easier path uh, to to the final.
0: I agree with you. So let's go women. Let's win this thing. And of course, uh, the other favorites, American pastime in NASCAR coming in from NASCAR, Neil, uh, his weekly update. We'll have him on in a few weeks. Uh, Chris Busher gets the win today for RFK racing at Richmond. Early race is dominated by 23 uh, with Bo Wallace and Tyler Reddick leading the race early stage two was dictated by the strategy on if they would do a single or two-stop with a 160-lap stage. Most drivers opt for the two-stop. Drew Jr. and Suarez try to do it in a single but ultimately make two stops. The second half of stage two, along with stage three, the RFK cars take the lead with Brad Kay and a Busher, both leading the laps. The first natural, natural caution of the day comes with the 10 to when Suarez Spins. This created a short run with, with to the finish with three to go. Busher wins the battle off the pit roads and hangs in there. SHR Racing has their best race of the season with uh, 41, the 10, and the four cars all getting top 10s in the 14 car finishing 11th after they've been struggling to have a single car finish there each week. While on the other end of the spectrum, with the Hendrick cars struggled with Chase Elliott being the highest finisher at 13th. This the saw is also the first race since 2018 that all cars finished the race along with the first race ever, that no car finished worse than five laps down. Uh, looking at the playoff, playoff bubble, well, I know Wade is locked in for some NASCAR playoffs coming up. Despite a new winner with a number of bubble slots, does not really change. Uh, as Busher was among the bubble in points, he also became the 12th driver to be locked in. Bubba Wallace, with his good points today, uh, maintains his 15th spots. uh Plus 54 points, along with Michael Mattel in 16th at just plus 18. Todd Gibbs is the first out at minus 18, and AJ Almadinger- minus 22. What a name there. With four <laughs> races to go, we could potentially see drivers start to clinch on points if we have repeat winners. Lastly, uh, in 2015, it was announced that the Xfinity Series will be broadcast on CW. With NASCAR itself handling the production, so you can catch the Vampire Diaries, Live Golf, and NASCAR's Xfinity series. Dang, the CW <laughs> as long as, as well as the ACC football and basketball uh, sports. So, oh. thank you, NASCAR Neil. We'll have you on in a few weeks to get ready for the playoffs, but guys, that's all I've got. Um, longer show with uh, all the previews, but it's football season almost. So, uh, got football this week with the Hall of Fame game. That is true. Who's playing in that? That's Thursday. That right?
1: <laughs> what a
0: matchup that is. We probably won't see Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson. see the backups. Yeah. If it's football's football, right? So it's Jordan Thomas
1: Robinson versus uh, uh, Zach Wilson. <laughs> there we go. Oh my gosh. That's the
0: BYU versus UCLA. The Bourbons yeah. versus the Hippies. So uh, that's all I've got for you guys this week. As always, it's been a pleasure. And we'll catch you next time.